Lots of moving parts in today's world for sure, but one thing you can always count on is a great tasting cup of Boyer's Coffee. I love it. Boyer's Coffee continues to be the legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster, where coffee is roasted daily and delivered fresh weekly to your local grocery store. Wondering what the difference is in Boyer's Coffee and then the other brands? Roasting at our altitude here in Denver gives Boyer's Coffee a special advantage where they're able to roast coffee at a lower temperature so it makes the coffee smoother than any coffee you're going to get at lower altitudes. And as baseball season gets underway, we just want to remind you that Boyer's Coffee is the proud coffee partner of the Colorado Rockies. So if you're lucky enough to go see the Rockies in person, you can enjoy a cup of freshly roasted Boyer's Coffee as you're sitting in your seats at Coors Field. And finally, a couple of promotions to tell you about at their food truck at 73rd and Washington. All final Fridays of the month are buy one, get one free coffee drinks. How about that? And for Mother's Day special, the 8th, it's 15% off bags and the Memorial Day sale on the 31st. It's buy more, save more on bagged coffee. Boyer's Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster. Enjoy a cup today. On this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast with Julie Brownman, Dave weighs in on listener feedback about him taking the vaccine. I'm simply saying I am going to continue to investigate and then I'll make the decision as, as to whether or not I think I should take the vaccine or not. Dave and Julie break down some options for the Broncos at QB. As much as I want to get away from it, we can't get away from the quarterback situation. We just can't get away from talking about it. So I want to throw out some options. Does the NFL need preseason games anymore? It was all jacked up. I mean, you play a lot of young dudes. I got a lot of time in my, <laughs> in my rookie season in the preseason. It's safe to say Dave is a little better at mental math than Julie. You didn't. You, you sort of went. Your look, the look on your face on the Zoom call, you kind of went like brain dead on me. Uh, yeah. And Julie brings a new game to the podcast that Dave could not be more excited about. Okay, so spin the bottle and let's see what it lands on. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. All that and more on this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, we are back at it. Podcast number 71? 72. 72. Huh. And you've got an alarm to signal that podcast time starts now. Number 72. So yep. we're going to jump right in. Before we talk any sports, any Broncos or other things going on. March Madness. March Madness. Um, so we got some feedback from last week's podcast. Good. Ready? I think so. Okay. You're it's... looking at the feedback. I'm not. Am I ready? <laughs> You're ready. Okay. You're ready. Um, from one, this is on, on Twitter today in the Dave Logan podcast, Dave told Julie Brownman that he still isn't sure about taking the COVID vaccine. We need the voice of the Broncos to be a role model to Bronco country that the vaccine stays, saves lives and allows a safe return to mile high. We had a, another person talking mm. about Dave, you could do so much good by getting and promoting the vaccine. This is the best way to get out of the pandemic. Many of your listeners have vaccine hesitancy. I have optimism for the first time in a year. Now, last week we talked about I'd gotten vaccinated. You had not yet. I have not. And I'm not saying I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm going to make that decision myself. So if I decide to do it, and I might very well. I don't even know if, if I'll talk about it. Maybe I will. And we talk about all sorts of things on, 
on the show on KOA, but um, that decision is going to be made by me. Mm-hmm. So as the voice of the Broncos, here would be my message to everybody. I, I think you individually have to make the decision as to whether or not you think uh, the vaccine is smart. Uh, I know we've had great success with the vaccine. Um, I, I am not one of those guys that sits on the air daily or, or ever and talks about, well, you need to be real careful or you need to No, I'm simply saying I am going to continue to investigate and then I'll make the decision as, as to whether or not I think I should take the vaccine or not. Mm-hmm. All right. I just want you to chance to. Yeah, that. no, I understand it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fear monger, you know, who tells people, man, listen, you're going to grow a third ear. I'm not, I'm not that guy. And I do think the vaccine um, has has been good for a lot of people. And I'm glad, and I've said so before on the air, that we're rolling out uh, more opportunities for people to become vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I think that's important, mm-hmm. right? But I, yep. but I do think it's an individual decision that, um, you know what? You make for your own. Have we heard anything about anything about next year, the NFL season, about um, I mean, we're just starting to roll out stuff with hockey and basketball, letting fans back in. Have we, you heard anything about NFL? Yes, players are not going to be required to be vaccinated. Okay. Yep. Should they? So, no, I, I think I think that you know I think that's an individual's choice, right? I mean, the vaccinations that we've had prior to COVID nineteen have all been. I mean, you listen to advice from your doctor. But ultimately, you you get to decide if you if you take the flu shot every year or, or other shots, other vaccinations, you get to decide. So I know this particular strain is much more lethal than a regular flu. But again, I think it's uh, it's important that people get to make that decision on their own. Okay, um, you want to get into some Broncos? And- I really do. I was hoping to get into that today. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when people ask you questions. Yeah, uh, I figure, you know, it's a good chance for you to respond. Okay, as much as I want to get away from it, we can't get away from the quarterback situation. We just can't get away from talking about it. So I want to throw out some options. And Are I these want- your options or are these listeners' options? Or where where did you get these options? Uh, do I have to reveal my sources? No. Okay. I did not come up with them. This was not a fan thing. This is just something I saw when okay. I was researching for the podcast. Okay, very good. Should I do? Okay. Option for the Broncos quarterback, and I'd like you to hear every single option and then give me which one you think the Broncos should do. Trade up from pick number nine to draft a quarterback. Sign Alex Smith. Sign Nick Foles, who might be available because the Bears brought in Andy Dalton to start. Stay where they are at nine and draft whatever quarterback is there. Go. Oh, and then, okay, here's another one. This may be your own. (laughs) Don't draft a quarterback. Go with Drew Locke. Well, can't you go with Drew Locke and draft a quarterback? Yeah, you can. Okay, so strike that one from the. Yeah, there's so many. You know, it's like walking in a candy store. I've got I've got saltwater taffy, which I really like. I've got the caramel little caramel things with that that gooey little mm. vanilla in the middle. Ooh, mm-hmm. man, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. I mean, it gives me a cavity thinking about it. So of those of those scenarios. Trade up from number nine to draft a quarterback, sign Alex Smith, possibly sign Nick Foles, or stay where they are and draft whatever quarterback is there. I don't think the Broncos are going to be in the market to trade up because I think it, it you, you'd have to – I mean, that's, that's a significant amount of draft capital. You'd have to give up 
I mean, all you have to do is go look at what San Francisco had to give up to move up from 12 to 3 um, to Miami. And then Miami moved up after they made the trade with San Francisco. They moved up to 6. And what they had to give up to exchange places with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But, there are other, but there are things to sort of take into consideration. By all accounts, next year is a below average draft class for quarterbacks. In fact, right now, subject to change, I mean, obviously, depending on how these guys play this fall, but there would be one first-round grade on a quarterback. So I think you have to factor that in if you're George Payton uh, in terms of, well, you know, we might be able to get our guy next year. No, chances are you're not going to get your guy. Also, chances are that the Broncos are going to be, I think, drafting lower next year than they are this year. I hope so. Because I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be better. Yeah. That said, okay, does that sort of force you to address your quarterback situation this year? I, I think I think they'll address it like this. I think there will be a veteran brought in, whether it's Nick Foles or uh We really haven't talked about Alex Smith. You and I have or, or or Alex Smith or Gardner Minshew out of Jacksonville, somebody like that. That gives them the ability, if Locke is hurt or if Locke just doesn't play well over whatever period of time, you have a viable second-team guy that everybody in the locker room knows, okay, if this guy goes in, we still have a chance to win. If you don't have that feeling amongst your teammates, if the starting quarterback gets hurt and the teammates are sitting in the locker room having a little bit of breakfast and they look over and Mr. X is going to be the starting quarterback this week. And if the teammates, and they know, if they say, oh, dude, we got no shot, that's you can't have that in the, in the locker room, right? So the second team guy, to me, has to be a veteran that has proven he can play, that doesn't need a lot of snaps in the preseason, that if he has to play this year, can step in and you can find ways to win games. So that, that doesn't solve your issue long term. And if Drew Locke you know, doesn't play well and gets replaced by that backup quarterback, what do you do next year, as I just mentioned, with not a great draft class? Now, I don't have the answer to that. Doesn't Alex Smith maybe have a little bit more appeal in that he's known for being the mentor? He likes being the mentor. He was Patrick Mahomes' mentor, where other guys, Joe Flacco, says he has no interest in that. That's kind of how Alex Smith has carved a little bit of value. Yeah, but I think th- I I think that's overstated. I think that value is important as we sit here and talk about it. I think it's a bit overstated in the locker room. It's nice if you get a guy that really wants to nurture the starting quarterback, the younger quarterback, and all that. And maybe Smith is better at that than Flacco was. But the bottom line is, you want somebody who can come in and play. Alex Smith is has proven to be a really good player in this league, coming off that leg really severe, catastrophic leg injury. I don't want him to get hit. Yeah, you, you, you worry a little bit about him. Yeah. But he was good when he started in Washington. He got hurt late in the season. But he played pretty well when he had a chance to play. So that that's the kind of guy, the backup quarterback position, that's the kind of guy. And if that's not, if that's not the direction, then I think the Broncos at nine. I mean, it was interesting to see San Francisco move up to three which tells me they know exactly they're convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that the guy that they want is going to be there at three. And you stop and think about that. Jacksonville has the first pick, and I think everybody feels like they'll take Trevor Lawrence 
but the Jets are the wild card, right? The Jets had the second pick in the draft. Uh, they reportedly are strongly considering Zach Wilson. So if that's the case, then the Niners know that the Jets are going to take Wilson off the board. So that leaves them. And, and by the way, both Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, uh, we taped this on Monday today, are at are in Tuscaloosa attending Mac Jones Pro Day. They didn't go to Justin Fields Pro Day in Columbus. But back to the Jets at number two, I said last week they control the draft, and they do. Robert Sala, the new head coach of the Jets, where was he last year? He was the defensive coordinator of the Niners right? and has presumably a really great relationship with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. So to me, I don't think it's out of the uh, possibility of a conversation as brief as it might be on a secured line like, listen, man, this goes between me and you only. Well, now everybody kind of knows what, that. Though, what right? are you doing? Yeah. Well, and I, I think I the, the reason I say that is for San Francisco to give up that much draft capital. There's two number ones and a three involved in switching places. So they have to know that their guys, they're at three. I mean, what happens if the Jets trade out of the second spot? And trade to somebody who likes the same guy San Francisco does. Then the then the deal was for not. So to me, it says the Jets are not trading the second pick. I think they stay there. I think they take Wilson, which makes Sam Darnold available. And that would be a way. I mean, that'd be a, an avenue that I would pursue if I'm the Broncos. See if I could make some sort of deal. I think that would be that would make more sense than anything else that I've heard. But um, but also who who. Who are San Francisco, or who is San Francisco looking at? I mean, some people now are speculating it's Mac Jones, which I got to be honest about. I have great, great respect for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and their football acumen. I don't get the, I don't get, I don't get that. I don't get moving up to three to take Mac Jones. Maybe he turns out to be the next Joe Montana. Maybe he's the greatest thing going. By all accounts, he's a great kid. He's very smart. He processes things well. He's accurate with the ball. But I, I just don't see the value of moving up to three to get him. I guess we'll find out. Owners are scheduled to decide on whether they're going to approve the expansion this week. Of um, They have virtual league meetings Tuesday and Wednesday if they're talking about expanding to 17 NFL games. Shockingly, some NFL players have complained about this. However, didn't they talk about this and agree on this in the collective bargaining agreement? Yes. Okay. So, And that's going to happen. I mean, that's that's already... You you can book that the league's going to seventeen games this year, right? And are they, going to, are they going to take away for sure a preseason? Yes. Okay. Yep. Just one. Well, the players would like him to take away two. Right. Frankly, I I don't think you need, I don't think you need three games. I didn't think you need needed four. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first couple of years in the league, they had six. I mean, you're playing basically half a year of games that don't count. Never made a hell of a lot of sense to me. So if they played six games. Usually now we know when how many starters are playing in each game. We've kind of got it figured out from the first to the second to the third and the fourth. In six games, were there? That was all just- jacked up. I mean, you play a lot of young dudes. I got a lot of time in my <laughs> in my rookie season in the preseason in preseason games. Was there games where if it was six games? Were there games where there were like no starters? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There'd have to be. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. I mean, much like it is now in in the fourth preseason game prior to this. 2020 season Mm -hmm. i mean starters rarely played in the fourth one as weird as it sounds nfl players are concerned about getting hurt but wouldn't you rather get hurt on a game that 
counted as opposed to a game that didn't count. Are the, those are my choices. Yes. <laughs> you are going yes, to get I'd hurt. Rather, I'd rather get hurt if I'm going to get hurt <laughs> in a game that counts for sure. Um, no, but here's the deal. I mean, the fourth preseason game, as I said, starters weren't even playing. They're wearing baseball caps. Yeah. So now you're, you're, you're taking that game away and you're, you're adding a regular season game. So I just think the league, and I know it's all about money, and I know the Players Association already voted to accept this, but there, there does come a time when there's a diminishing return as far as how many games these, these dudes can play every single year. I mean, 17 games. You are playing, you're going to battle every week, once a week, for four-plus months. I, I'm just telling you, as a former player, and I would love to have a chance to play nowadays because of, of everything involved, but that's asking your body a lot. Aren't they going to make more money if they're playing one more game? They, they are going to make um, you know, one-seventeenth of their salary, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, so for some, that's pretty significant. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, that would be uh, – you'd have to think about that. I mean – I can't do that. Got, got, well, you just add. In other words, if if there are sixteen games and the guy made one point six million dollars, he's making how much per game? He's making a hundred thousand per game. Yeah. You 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 didn't you you sort of went <laughs> your look the look on your face on the Zoom call you kind of went like <laughs> brain dead on me uh, yeah. So you make a hundred grand per game. So if yeah. you play seventeen games now, you make an extra hundred grand in that game. Okay. Yeah, that's if you make one point six. I didn't know there'd be math. Yeah. On this podcast Sorry, today. That's what I'm here for. All right. So I want to bring out, do a little uh, rogue little segment here. Um, I have some friends that do not watch any NFL anymore. And What's the reason? Um, some goes back to the Colin Kaepernick days and kneeling. Some is going to this year of social unrest when a lot of sports teams were very vocal about what was going on. Okay. I have a friend. His name is Kirk from Longmont. Um, his dad doesn't watch NFL anymore. Okay, that it's could be that could be Kirk calling you right now. <laughs> Don't put my dad's name out there. I know. I know. Okay. okay, but if you, a lot of people maybe have you know a handful of friends or a couple friends. Should the NFL be concerned about this group? Should the NFL be reaching out to this group? Does the NFL care about this group that doesn't watch? games anymore should the nfl be concerned about people not watching games yeah because i was talking to you know when you just when you're talking to your friends it seems like everybody has a friend that's given up on the nfl yeah i think they should i think they should i think i think the nfl is always concerned with anything that potentially could uh, affect the bottom line do you think that there's enough people that are not watching to affect the bottom line um, I think it could over the course of time. I mean, let's be honest about this. And I love, I love the NFL. It's, and I've said this before in this podcast, it's given me a lot of opportunity, played a long time at broadcast games, and I'm appreciative of being a very small part of, of this. That said, the league now is, is you hear them talk about player safety, player safety. The NFL wasn't concerned about player safety forever until, until really it became were getting sued. public knowledge about wait a minute we've yeah. got we've got the potential we've got players and players families going back 
that are threatening and in some cases have filed uh, legal action against the league because of what their loved ones have gone through. Then you had the movie, right? The Will right. Smith movie with right. Dr. Benjamin Amalu. And you had, you've had the CTE thing pop up. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, the NFL is very, uh, they're, they're very adept at understanding the PR game. They are a PR machine. And so they tried to get in front of it. They a little bit late, but when the, when the, when that all became, you know, out there in the public, then all of a sudden the NFL became very concerned about our, our, our player safety. And they did, to their credit, I give them credit, they changed how the game was played. They changed changed how the game was going to be enforced. They changed, they tried to take the players' heads out of, you know, delivering big blows defensively. I get that. But, so to answer your question, I think the league is always concerned and aware of anything that might affect the bottom line. And that, you know... If people stop watching games mm-hmm. and the numbers, and, and they get the real numbers, the numbers reflect that. They get them every week to see who's watching, who's not. Uh, if those numbers ever drop precipitously, then they're affected. But also keep this in mind. They just signed, starting in 2023, a $100 billion plus deal with all the networks, all of them. So each team, starting in 2023, I mean, for the most part, you know, ballpark figures, each team from their total TV package is going to make about $300 million per year. Oh, my God. So they can be, you know, a little bit concerned and they'll say all the right things. But the bottom line is, as long as the TV industry is willing to pay for NFL programming, and every single year you go back and look, you know, the top 10 most watched programs, they're all NFL games, yeah. all of them. As long as that's the case, they're not worried about too much. You're very much in the football world. You play, it's what you do for a living. Do you have friends that don't watch the NFL anymore? Yes. You do? Yes. And what do you say to them? Well, I mean, I, I love the game, mm-hmm. right? There's things that have happened in the game that I disagree with. But to me, I love the game to the point that – I'm not prepared to stop watching because the only thing that I think that penalizes is me. Mm-hmm. I like the game. There's things about the game I don't like, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, I love the game of football. I love uh, the X's and O's and the strategy involved and um, just trying to figure out what teams are doing. I mean, that's always fascinated me. So I'm not going to penalize myself because somebody has done something that I don't like or I don't agree with. So therefore I'll show you, I'm not going to watch the game. Well, well, okay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to me that uh, that's not something I'm, I'm willing to do at least not right now. Yeah. I think it's an interesting topic. Did you play spin the bottle when you were young? I think there was one time in Salt Lake city. In Salt Lake city. I was in Salt Lake city. We are, you know, our, our, our little league team in Colorado. Uh huh. This is a true story. Wait. Was the first okay. little league was the first youth football team uh-huh. to travel out of state. Wow. We took the train to Mesquite, Texas. Went down. Uh, we were supposed to get hammer hammered by you know kids in, in Texas that you know that's just Texas football. Well, we wound yeah. up winning. Nice. So we would travel out of state. Most of those years we played. How old were you? And 
for the Mesquite game, I think we were like eight or nine. Oh, okay, solid. But then Salt Lake City, I was like 13. Okay. And there was, I, I don't even remember where we were, somebody's house. Uh-huh. There was a there was a spin the bottle thing going on. Were there girls there? Yes, there were girls there. Okay. And I, I think I, I think I kissed one. I don't. I mean, I don't remember. We're going back a few years. You have a photographic memory. You know exactly. Not when who you it comes kissed. to spin the bottle when you're 13 you know years old. Exactly what she looked 50 like. Years and you know ago. Her name. No, my God. <laughs> no. Do you do you remember? I mean, I remember the first girl that you kissed. I think so. Yeah. What's her name? Robbie. Her name's Robbie. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, I think I was sitting at a high school football game, uh-huh. and I think I was in like eighth grade. Your first kiss was eighth grade. I know. I was a little bit slow. And then you caught up. <laughs> well, I did the best I could. But yeah, you know, that's when you're, you're like, you're sitting together watching the game mm-hmm. and you're trying like to stretch your arm. Uh, you're stretching your arm and then all of a sudden your, your arm's like around. That was a big deal back then. Like, oh my God, my arm is actually <laughs> around her. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think I snuck up kiss i might have like kissed her ear or something i don't, I don't even remember <laughs> it's a awkward. well so, wait wait so wh- wh- why was, 13, I was i very late in my career how old were you like six i think it was in fourth grade it was in the woods you were like 10 fourth grade you went into the woods with boys a boy his name was roger but that was it i had then i had a drought <laughs> how long two decades it was a while yeah all right the reason that i ask is when we come back we're gonna play a sports version of spin the bottle oh great <laughs> okay The Dave Logan Podcast can be found at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Remember to download, and if you like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe. Remember, you can log on to our website, thedaveloganpodcast.com. Go to the contact tab to ask us questions. We'll read them on the podcast. Most every question is fair game. Just keep it classy. It's thedaveloganpodcast.com, or you can send your question directly to us on Twitter, at DaveLoganPod or at JulieBrowman1. Hey, time to tell you a little bit about Molly Spiris. Did you hear it's going to be in the 70s this weekend? It's going to be awesome. That means patio time, and we here in Colorado make the most of our outdoor space. And a lot of us enjoy a drink or two while we're at it, right? Just head to Molly's Spirits for your favorite beverage when enjoying this beautiful Colorado weather. Whether that's sipping a smooth glass of wine outside after a long day at work, or maybe celebrating the weekend with your friends in your yard, Molly's is the spot to get it all. They've got an unbeatable selection of beers, wines, and spirits, over 12,000 products in their over 35,000 square foot facility. Their customer reviews actually say it all. One said, it's the opposite of those warehouse feeling stores where you can never find somebody to help you. My experience was the exact opposite with multiple people coming over to see if I found what I needed. Another customer raved about Molly's selection. Want to find a rare bottle? They probably have it. Want an unusual small batch Colorado whiskey? Look no further. Want a Colorado craft beer? Check out one of their 70 cooler shelves of beer. And finally, one happy customer summed it up perfectly. Molly's is an A-plus liquor store. So, do yourself a favor. Experience Molly's for yourself. Check out one of the two locations at either 44th and Harlan or their Greenwood Village location in the Arapahoe Marketplace next to Sprouts. 
I'll promise you this, it's an experience unlike any other liquor store you've ever been to. With attentive customer service, an absolute huge selection, and just cool Colorado vibe to spend time in. They also have curbside pickup and delivery. So check that out as well at mollyspirits.com. Molly Spirits, the land of adult beverage discovery. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast, Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 72. And again, if I failed to thank you at the start of the podcast, let me take this opportunity. Thank you very much for those listening, for those yes. that have downloaded. Subscribed. Thank you for those that have subscribed, for those that um, check out our, our sponsors. Yes. We certainly appreciate that. I know. You know what I love about our sponsors, seriously, is they're Colorado companies. Yep. Coffee and booze. Can't beat that. No, you can't beat that. Okay, so this is a new game. It's called Spin the Bottle. And who who came up with this? I did. Of course. Okay. Um Millennial Grant has a sound effect, which he'll play right now. Of course he does. Okay, so that's a sound effect. He's not with us, by the way. No. Okay. He's with us in spirit. Okay, so we're gonna spin the bottle. You spin the bottle, and then Is it an actual <laughs> bottle? Well, it's a sound. We're playing along. Okay, good. very good. Okay, so spin the bottle and let's see what it lands on. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Fangraphs baseball stats website says the Rockies are going to finish 65 and 97 with a 0% chance of making the playoffs. Sports Illustrated said they're the worst team in the National League. Kyle Freeland said we're going to shock the world, but then he's out with a strange shoulder maybe until June. How do you think the Rockies are going to do? Not very good. <laughs> um, you know, when I saw the clip of Freeland injuring his shoulder, mm -hmm. that looked to me to be very serious. That did not look like something that Cal Freeland is going to be able to bounce back from yeah. in a couple, two or three weeks. And when you grab your shoulder, back of your shoulder like that after a pitch, mm -hmm. that is bad news indeed for a, a pitcher and a guy that they were counting on heavily this year. So, I mean, the starting staff looks like it can be pretty good. Yeah. We'll see about the bullpen. I don't know how many runs they can score. Mm -hmm. I mean, how they're going to hit the ball, especially away from Coors Field. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't hold out. I, I wouldn't say their chances of making the playoffs are zero mm -hmm. because we've seen strange things happen in Major League Baseball. But I would say they're not very good. Uh, and I would say that you're probably looking at close to a 100 loss season. At uh, at Coors Field for the Rockies this oh year, which hurts hurts my heart to have to say that. But I mean, listen, you got the Dodgers and the Padres in the same division. Yeah, there are two or three national prognostications that I've mm -hmm. seen just getting ready for baseball that pick the Padres to go to the World Series okay. over, over the Dodgers. Dodgers are defending World Series champions. So, and they didn't, you know, they they certainly look like they've helped themselves. They got Trevor Bauer in the off season. So, I think it's it's uphill. Saline. I am a Rockies. Uh, I would say I'm a Rocky. I, I am. I, I want the Rockies to do well. I would say I'm a fan, but I got to tell you the the front half of the rotation I like Marquez, Gray, Sensatella, but Gomber and then Chichi Gonzalez. Well, you know, we we got to wait and see about Gomber. I mean, he could be. You know, he's had a very good spring, left-handed. Yeah. Got him in the Nolan Arenado deal with St. Louis. I mean, you got to wait and see about him. But um, you know, their bullpen has has oh, struggled. It. It's yeah. just we'll see. Okay. Want to spin the bottle again? Yes. <laughs> okay. It landed on 
Is Aaron Gordon the piece of the puzzle the Nuggets need to contend for the title? Yeah. I like the deal. I mean, I think it's uh I think it's a really good deal. Here's a, here's a big body, long, pretty good defensive player, really good athlete. Uh, you know, he's 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 a 13, 14, 15 point per game guy, 7, 8 rebound per game guy. But yeah, I, I I like the deal very very much. I think this. I mean, the Lakers have struggled this year, largely due to the two injuries, one to Anthony Davis and one to LeBron James. But still, they've struggled. If you take the Lakers out of the equation for a moment, is there anybody in the West that you would say in a seven game series, the Nuggets have no hope? Mm-mm. No, see, I don't I don't see that team Mm-mm. either. So I think with the addition, I think now um, Jokic is is probably going to be the MVP. I think he's going to win the MVP his first this year. Uh, Murray's coming around. I mean, they're starting. Uh, they're playing better defense. I I just think it was a really good move by the Nuggets, and I'm anxious to see how Gordon fits in. Okay, one more spin. Unspin the bottle. Yes. Lady Gaga is celebrating her 35th birthday this week. What were you doing at 35? Way to go, Lady Gaga. <laughs> what were you doing at 35? 35, I was getting ready to take the job at KOA Radio. Are you serious? Oh, my God. I was an intern. Remember that? Yes. Say it like you actually enjoyed it, like it was fun times. Yes, it was one of my most glorious memories, <laughs> working with you directly out of the University of Kansas. I was getting ready to to take the job at KOA that I still have. Wow. That's pretty cool and pretty rare. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've been blessed in, in, uh, in many regards. You think back. I just, uh, a couple of years prior to that, started the radio and TV career. Mm-hmm. Um it had worked for Irv and Joe, had done the show with them. Uh, then Irv left and went to another station, which turned out to be K-Big. I then went and worked uh, with Jim Turner for a year at KNUS. That station went dark. We all got called in one day. Nobody knew what the meeting was about. We all had to show up. And uh, Craig Cochran, who was the GM of the station, walked in, really liked him. He was the guy that hired me at KNUS. Uh-huh. He said, listen, thanks a lot for you, everybody making an effort to get here today. I'm going to get right to it. Uh, as of 1 o'clock, KNUS is no more. Oh. We will simulcast with KBPI. So I, I'm going to let that news sink in. Oh, no. They wa- we'll, we'll let you guys let that sink in. We'll come back in. We'll talk about uh, plans uh, for everybody moving forward. So the three of them all walked out of the room. So we're, there's probably 17 people in that room. So a couple of them are starting to cry. And so my dumbass says, okay, listen, listen, no reason to cry. They, that's not how they do things. They're, you, they're not going to come in here and fire everybody like this. I guarantee you they're going to come back in here with a huge influx of advertising money, and we're going to have a great plan, and we're going to go after KOA. That's what this is all about. So don't <laughs> listen. I'm just telling you, don't don't worry about this. Whatever. They come back in and said, okay, for those of you that have contracts, uh, we'll talk about you know how we're going to honor that or moving forward. So I was wrong. So there was reason to cry, 
And uh, then I worked with Irvin Joe a little bit more, and then I, I went to KOA. God, that's just so radio. Yeah. That is so radio. And so radio. And, and the, whatever show was on at noon to uh-huh. 1 o'clock, threw it to the top of the hour news break, had a caller on the air, said something to the effect, well, it's 12.58, we'll be right back after the top of the hour news, and uh, Julie in Evergreen, you'll be the first one up in the uh, next hour on on uh, KNUS never came back to the caller. I don't know what happened to that caller. They still oh might be holding God. 30 years later. Oh, it's such a crazy business. Okay, the final part of that spin the bottle of that question is, what would Dave today, however old you are, say to the younger Dave, the 35-year-old Dave? Oh, I'd say you're in a very gratifying yet tough and frustrating business. Uh-huh. You're not, it's not always going to go the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like any other business. I'd say when you think that you're going to react in a certain way, <laughs> okay, take a couple of deep breaths mm-hmm. and say, you know what, we'll talk about this tomorrow mm. because I think I was wired. I think I was pretty... Highly strong, I would say. I think I was high strung. Uh-huh. I think I was... Uh, Wired to kill. Well, I don't know about wired to kill. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Never I was there. Yeah, sounds like Rambo three. No, it was like no. But I mean, I you know you just um, listen. Sometimes you're just better off being quiet and coming back mm-hmm. the next day and trying to. If it's change that you're trying to accomplish, there's different ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to stand on the desk and like a big monkey. And do that sort of stuff, and so I've I've learned. I still have that. I still have that. Yes. Where every now and then, because I'm a passionate person, but I, it, it doesn't surface as much as it used to, which is good news for a lot of people and great news for me. I want to end this podcast, but I also want to ask you this question, and we may go in a kind of a crazy way. But what is it? Do you? It's a podcast. We get to talk about things we don't usually talk about. Do you have a regret in your life? Oh gosh. Um a regret in my life. Not not not, not huge regrets. Okay. Um from an athletic standpoint, I think if I'd have pushed to stay at quarterback. Oh. Really? I think I could have played quarterback. Yeah, I mean, no way to prove that I couldn't, right? I yeah. mean, in my own mind, yeah. I was a quarterback for a while in high school. Mm-hmm. They they talked about switching me to quarterback in college. They switched me to quarterback going into the second training camp, my second year in the NFL. So I went, I had the whole training camp to play quarterback. I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. And then Paul Warfield uh, pulled a hamstring in the week before the opener against the Bengals. They moved me back to the X position. So I started at wide receiver. But I mean, just, just stuff like that. But generally speaking, I've always believed, hey, you live life, you enjoy it, you treat people the right way. And, you know, you don't have too many regrets doing right. it that way. Would one of your regrets say be that you blame me for getting shingles because I stressed you out so much? Because that's not even possible. Is that a regret? <laughs> yeah, you no. blame me for getting shingles. That's not possible. Normally, Dave. people don't know <laughs> factual events. Normally, people don't regret you. You were yeah, you were a stressor. You, you were like twenty three years old. Yeah. Well, the place that we worked was highly, highly stressful. stressful. Very. And and really, that's when you have you know live radio. Mm-hmm. 
right? And you're doing shows every day and you've got, you've got uh, high strung people. You've got, you know, big personality people. I mean, you're just, you're going to encounter some of that. Yeah. It's right? a great profession. I know it is like a to, great, great deal. We poke fun at it, but it's a really wonderful and fulfilling profession. Just like this podcast. Hello. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, my, my, my earbuds fell out. Something about podcast. But I agree. It's time to end the podcast. <laughs> See you next week. Au revoir. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players they really do it all check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts new boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events DraftKings is safe reliable and secure it's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code Logan L-O-G-A-N when you sign up and get up to $1,000 that's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.